welcome to Shelter and Sound, a Chirp Radio program. In this limited series, we're speaking with musicians, artists, and local tastemakers who are making it work while staying at home. These folks are finding creative ways to stay connected to fans and each other. As always, you can count on us to bring the music to you. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. I'm Jesse D. I'm with Chirp Radio, and I'm here with Andy from Smashed Plastic. Hey, what's going on? Not much. So Smashed Plastic celebrated its first anniversary this past February, right? That coincided with the Chirp party at Sleeping Village. Will you tell me a little bit about the founding of Smashed Plastic? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's been such a crazy run because we really, we started... We started pressing in October of 2018. Then we officially opened on February 1st, 2019. So yeah, really, you know, just this past month or this past, uh, you know, this past winter was our first anniversary on February 1st. And it was just such a crazy ride because we started out with, and now it's kind of like we're back to the beginning. Um, <laughs> we started out with just the myself and one of one of my other partners doing all the pressing ourselves and doing all the packaging ourselves. And then by July, we had to hire our our first plant employee. We have a business manager who handles all our orders. Then by the end of the year, we had three people working in the plant. And then so things were thriving into 2020 before this hit. And unfortunately, right now, no one's working. I mean, the, the three plant people are completely out of business. And so what is the office of the Smash Plastic HQ like right now? Uh, it's just me if I go in. Um, I'm the only person who's been inside our doors since this stay-at-home order's gone into place. And, you know, I'll go into – we had a bunch of orders sitting there that we needed to fulfill. And so I just loaded them up in my car and started driving them to people, one of which was all the way down into to Champagne, the polyvinyl. But I felt like I had to get it out there and we had to get the money in for it. You know, that was more important than anything else. Anything I can do safely in there by myself. The, the good news is about our business is we have seen an uptick over the last two weeks in orders. We've had people inquiring and people placing orders again which is really exciting for the first couple weeks of the you know the stay home order we were definitely it was crickets out there and i think everybody was just kind of sitting back and trying to figure things out and now the supply chain's back up and running for the most part so that meaning our people who do our lacquer cutting and our plating and the covers and the labels we can now get those. So we're now starting to place orders um, without any sort of expectation of when people will be able to get those orders, but at least the orders are starting to come in, which is good. And what do you think the rest of 2020 looks like for Smashed Plastic? I don't know, who, who knows? Who knows what 2020 looks like for any of us, but we'll be okay to be up and running. I mean, we have less than 10 employees. I mean, we have less than five employees. We can social distance pretty well within the plant. I'm hoping we'll be one of the first people to kind of be back up and running. Um, the good news is... There are plenty of artists that are writing music right now. They're going to get back to recording music or they're recording in their home studios. I think 
people are going to see records as a way to make money because they won't be out touring and they probably won't be playing shows for a little while. So I do think we'll probably see an initial spike. The one thing that does worry me is a lot of the bands who come to us, we deal with a lot of independent local bands that I know those those people are funded by their jobs in the service industry. So there could be a bigger crater later down the road because those bands don't have the income that they originally had had. But I'm trying not to focus on that as much as I am the fact that hopefully we'll be back up and running and we have some business and we'll easily be able to keep our doors open. I mean, that's the initial goal. You know, I'm not, I don't have a lot of high expectations for 2020. We went into this year thinking we would expand with another machine. And that's obviously on hold for now, but hopefully we will bounce back from this quicker than maybe a lot of us think. I don't know. I'm trying to stay positive on it. I think that's really all you can do right now, or all any of us can do. I think there is going to be a huge creative outpouring after this is over. And I'm really curious to see how that affects the music scene in Chicago, in addition to the music scene at large. Yeah, I mean, we're already seeing it, right? Like, I mean, there's bands releasing singles where none of them were in the same house, you know, or the same studio. And so they're, 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 it's really putting the production people to, you know, to task to be able to pull some of that together. So yeah, the creative, the creativity that's going to come out of this is going to be plentiful. One of the ways that these bands are going to be able to make some money is to sell physical copies of the records they're doing. And I think that now more than ever, people who are staying home see the value in that. You know, I think that could actually help the vinyl industry if you consider what people's habits have been created over the last month or so, if that kind of holds over, you know, like the idea of sitting down and actually listening to a full length record instead of, you know, listening to something in your on your iPhone on the go. I mean, it's we've we've changed the way we're thinking that only leads well into vinyl, I think. Oh, totally. And it reverts the listening process back to listening to things start to finish again, instead of just listening to a song at a time on Spotify. Certainly. Yeah. So I think like in that, if there is a true paradigm shift in the way our society is working, it can only help us and hopefully help the industry. Smash Plastic is 90% local bands, right? Like local to Chicago artists? Yeah, at least. We deal with mainly local and regional. You know, like I mentioned, Polyvinyl, Joyful Noise. I mean, I can still consider those pretty darn close to Chicago. Yeah, we don't, we've shipped some orders to the coasts here and there, but I would say almost everybody we deal with, even out of state, all have Chicago ties, and that's why they're using us. They either one time were an artist here in town or they perhaps run a label and they used to live here, or they run a label elsewhere, but their band is here, that 90% really becomes closer to 99%. But yeah, we service mainly Chicago. And why is that important to you, to service mainly Chicago? I mean, let's face it, now more than ever, I look at this whole music system here in Chicago as an, an ecosystem. If we can keep all the money here, 
it just helps everybody. I am the guys who work in my plant are all musicians. They're all in bands. So if people are having their records produced through us, it's helping people like them. And then that in turn helps the rest of that musical ecosystem. So the more we can keep that money in Chicago and people aren't using pressing plants in other countries, which happens quite frequently, or obviously in other cities, the more we can keep the money here, it helps everyone. You know, and there's a point of pride. I think there's beginning to see a point of pride amongst artists in town, which I love that they want their stuff being done here in Chicago and they're they're starting to demand it. And hopefully that just keeps happening more and more, because like I said, now more than ever, we talk about keeping our money local and helping each other. Nothing can help each other more than local production. Our long term goals has always been to keep more and more of our vendors being able to source them locally in Chicago. And we're continuing to do that nonstop. We're hopefully going to be doing all our covers completely in Chicago. We're looking at changing our, uh, possibly changing our PBC vendor to a local vendor. You know, we're trying to keep it to where not only do people come to us, but we're keeping our vendors local. Is it difficult to keep things hyper-local like with all of your vendors in such a specialized industry? Oh, for sure. For sure. A hundred percent. And it's, it's been very difficult because we walked into an industry where things have always been, oh, you know, this has always been done in overseas, or this has always been done in California or something of that nature. So it's like turning the Titanic around. So it's taking us a long time to get to the point where we will be able to say, oh, this is 100% produced in Chicago. Everything from, you know, packaging to the plating and all that. We're getting a lot closer. And I bet you comparing us to any other plant in the world, I bet you we're probably closer. To, we're probably more local than any other one. I believe it. Um, and it makes sense that your logo is the Chicago star. It's very intentional and <laughs> yeah, how hyper-local everything is. Um, how do you think the Chicago music scene is different from other major city music scenes? Oh, well, the one thing we have in Chicago is that I've always said we have, I feel like we have more genres than anybody else in the world. As far as a vibrant scene goes, if you're talking from, hip hop to house to jazz to you know your basic garage rock to um our country scene you know i mean there is more going on in chicago it's more of a musical melting pot than virtually any other city i know outside of maybe new york i mean but even then i would put us up against anybody when it comes to just the amount of genres being be, that people have interest in in the scenes right they're actual scenes here do you think you've seen any major changes in the way the Chicago music scene is handling the shelter in place versus other cities? Hmm. That's a good question. And I don't really have an answer for it. Look, I think even if you're a transplant, and you've moved here from somewhere else. There is something so fiercely loyal about being a Chicagoan that I can't quite explain to people from other places. It is why we care so much. You know, I, you were talking about my logo with the star on it. It's why we care so much about our flag and things like that. Other cities don't care that, that way. So rounding that out to the Chicago music scene, I think there's a real pride in the sense of like, I am a Chicago musician. Chicago musicians rarely seem to move away to other places. I know some have, but 
And if they do, they still like to claim that they're Chicagoans anyway. There's just something so fiercely loyal about being a Chicagoan and helping out each other. And now I think this kind of situation just galvanizes that even more, right? I think we want our city to succeed even more because we believe in who we are and we believe in Chicago. And I think that plays in those collaborative things you're seeing in the Chicago music scene. And hopefully that holds over after this is all over with, hopefully into that mindset of, I want to help a local business and not have my money go to Amazon or overseas or whatever it is. I'm Jesse D. I'm with Chirp Radio. You can find out more information about Smash Plastic at smashplastic.com. Thanks so much for talking to me today, Andy. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to Shelter and Sound, a Chirp Radio program and podcast. Tune in next week to hear more about the creative ways artists are coping and connecting during these unprecedented times. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or visit us on the web at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. And I hope it doesn't drive you away.